Hi, welcome to Animation Overtime, where we analyze and overthink all your favorite anime and animations. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm Jesse. And today we'll be covering Owl House. My favorite show. A great show indeed. My comfort show. So the Owl House follows a bubbly loose as she finds a portal to the demon realm, where she meets a rebellious witch and a tiny monarch. King! King! As they go on adventures throughout the Boiling Isles. So starting off, Owl House was created by Dana Terrace, who It's a, actually a critically acclaimed show winning three different awards. I actually did not know that, even though um, I'm kind of fake for this, even though I said I love this show and that it's my comfort show. Uh, <laughs> it, it has awards in your heart. Yeah, it has awards in my heart. And I think that's more than uh, enough um, to give out an award to a show like that. But it has actually been getting backlash from Disney recently. Well, not recently. Recently. Well, just pretty much since ever the since. the show's yeah. inception. It's just, Disney, get it together. Please stop, like, disbanding shows that are actually good. I feel like it's a weird concept for Disney to even take on in the first place, to be honest. I mean, I, I get it. Then don't take it on. Like, yeah, no, I agree. I believe, like, definitely this show could have thrived somewhere else oh my god yeah maybe i don't want to say netflix definitely um, not netflix they don't know how to do animation they don't they don't <laughs> um but they have good animation yes just not they, good it's just hit or it's either hit or miss it's either really good or really bad like no no i'm talking <laughs> about like the the actual animation oh. like not the stories and the stuff like some of the some of the stuff on netflix is some of my favorite stuff oh yeah in forms of animation mm-hmm but literally, none of it has ever been like eye popping to me. No, yeah. Except it's, maybe Arcane. It's no Demon Slayer. Oh, oh my God. Never mind. Arcane's beautiful. I take everything. Uh, Arcane, I I, except for Arcane. <laughs> yeah, Arcane is the only exception. Well, maybe but not what, the only. Was, was Netflix, did Netflix house Arcane? Or was that Riot doing all the work? Oh, I actually don't know. Well, it, we'll, t- we'll discuss that if yeah, we ever do I, an Arcane I, yeah, episode. Maybe that's that, true. Maybe that will be in our future. But anyways, so the reason why um, Disney is giving Owl House and Dana Terrace backlash is because they claim that Owl House is not in their state. Like, it's not their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Brand. It's not in their brand. So they're saying, you know, it's because it has, like, demons and stuff, and it's not, like, <sighs> they can't sell it, pretty much. They can't market it. Although I agree, I don't believe that's, like, their main focus of the show. Like the main reason why. It oh, the main reason why it's getting canceled. Yeah. I believe it's the LGBTQ. Uh, spicy take, yeah. or is it even that, a spicy take? That's to be what, it's not a spicy take. I feel like they're like Disney's trying to cover their behinds over here, um, saying that it's a demon imagery. Imagery. I think it's definitely the demon imagery, though, because oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. How people be. Yeah, but whatever. Suck it up, Disney. Like, it's a good show with good characters. Uh, <laughs> anyways, this is my baby. I love this show so much. Um, So anyways, drama aside, how do you feel about, like, wh- what's your first opinions on this show? Like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> so let's just start off with how we generally feel about the show. Reasons is that it's actually a really fun show with great world building. Oh, my goodness. It has so much. Literally, I think the first five episodes discuss, not like, have some aspect that they add on to it that just makes the world feel so alive and breathing. Yeah, very No pun deep. intended. <laughs> You'll find out later. Uh, well, it's not breathing. Well, it's not breathing. was, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're really good with world building, and it feels realistic, and it doesn't feel forced down your throat either. And I just really love the the power scaling. How yeah. they explain all their magic is just really cool to me. Yeah, it's so cool. They could have just been like, oh, there's magic here, and they didn't have to like 
be like, there's a reason. Yeah, create a why. hard power system. Yeah, I would say M- most people go for like more soft power systems. Yeah, but no, they have like they have a structure and they pretty much stick to it th- throughout the whole show. And everything like they add makes sense. It does not feel like oh, they decided one day that they're gonna change an aspect. Like it, they develop. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you remember how Luce got her first cliff. That's true. I mean, more um, like a more like plot device no show is perfect okay <laughs> deus ex machina <laughs> whatever yeah i want to talk about ida and her voice actress oh my god where is it in my notes? ida is one of my favorite characters in the show bar none i believe it's ida amity and hootie uh hootie is the best character don't hootie you, is will, the best I character i will die on that grave like on that hills like don't even ask oh my goodness just just i love is the nine and he's just a circle oh my god he is a Literally long best circle character design <laughs> <laughs> anyway i believe they're called cylinders uh, yes mr math genius over here Miss, uh, <laughs> definitely not me you're talking to someone else anyways i wanted to talk about the voice actress wendy malik she's the voice actor for um, ida and i love her so much i honestly don't know a lot of what she's been in uh, i i just know she's pretty much Beatrice. one yeah I, that's all i know uh Bojack. my favorite show <laughs> yeah his favorite show have you, as you can see, we have very um different very tastes. <laughs> no, we have similar tastes. I we would do say. have similar but tastes, but the things we look for are a little different. It's even true. though we enjoy both of the same things. It's true. Yeah, so she's an Emperor's New Groove. She plays Beatrice in BoJack Horseman, and she is also she's phenomenal as Ida. I think she brings Ida like the voice actor. Mwah. Very so th- much. She character. plays her very charming. She 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 is a great character. She she's is. one of the best characters she in the show. She gives life. Her and Alex uh, Hirsch, which who plays uh, both King and Hootie, and um, the guard in the first episode. Is it crazy that I really like her in BoJack Horseman, though? That's what I'm saying. She has great... She has great range. She does have great range. Because in BoJack Horseman, she plays this, like... She's like this terrible mother. She, yeah, horrible, like, not to, you know, bitch of a mother. And in the it, Owl House, she plays this, like, yeah. really good mother. Like, Cookie, <laughs> yeah. why not? Yeah, so it's. I think she is crazy. She just like gets under your skin in that show, and in this show, it's all I ever want to see. Yeah, I want her to be my aunt slash mom slash which person. <laughs> so let's get along with the show. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk. Definitely talk about episode one, the pilot episode. How do you feel about the pilot episode? Well, the pilot episodes I actually do have some problems with. So the point of every pilot episode is to push the theme of your story, and I just feel like. In the Owl House episode one, they pushed their theme a little too hard to the point where it's like, it's almost a, a spoof of itself. It definitely felt like a kid show. It basically felt like a kid show or like a parody. That's true. I mean, I mean, what pilot doesn't feel campy? And <laughs> I mean, I love Community's pilot All episode. All right, I know you Even though that. the Community's pilot episode is nothing like, season one That's is nothing true. like the rest of the show. But it, it does a good job explaining who the characters are yeah, and what the theme of the show is. So I will give it credit for that. I just think it lacks a little bit of nuance. And I'm not asking for a ton of nuance. Like, I don't need, like, to piece everything together myself. I just think on three or four different occasions, they explain, like... Shove it down your throat. <laughs> they just shove it down your throat. Like, uh, Luce is such a misfit, such a loser for liking anime and causing pure mayhem. That's true. But you know what? We I'm can't gonna... get too mad at it because it is the pilot episode and it doesn't really happen for the rest of the episodes. No, it, it, it's it's interesting. It, it really doesn't happen as much. It becomes a lot more, again, nuanced where they maybe mention it after this like let's say they mention it three or four times they mention it one or two times for the rest of the 19 episodes or like yeah or if they do mention it you know it's like a like it's it's more of in actions yeah rather than just plain out saying it or or they twist the way they say it yeah 
or or sometimes if they like when they do s- not to get ahead of ourselves but like in like the last episode it's like a heartfelt moment and so they're not shoving it they shove it down your throat the first episode but then for the most part they don't really bring it up unless it like it truly actually matters to like the plot or something i believe we meet loose obviously the main character <laughs> meet her first obviously and she's introduced using her imagination which is a big point of owl house like her imagination will come back a lot because it is who she wants to be as she feels like a bit she misfit feels, in yeah her she world. feels out of place she's like out of place in her own world so her imagination's the only place where she, she could really her. belong which to be fair she was kind of a menace <laughs> she was a menace she was a terrible person <laughs> she's like letting snakes out and like has a rocket or whatever so her mom's response to this is uh you're gonna go to, to this the most boring camp. most boring camp which by the way it's like you're gonna balance checkbooks like i even know how to balance a checkbook that's right? true where can my parents send me that type of camp anyway i mean imagine in middle school though you were learning this that's stuff tr- she's in high school i think um, she's in high school i'm pretty sure i think they because i think she, they mentioned she's like 15 at some point i could be wrong oh i guess 15 i, I just assumed that 15 <laughs> did you forget how old know. you had to be to be in <laughs> i don't remember high school that well i actually want to talk about the azura series it's such an interesting plot yeah and throughout the show because it mimics and parallels the story of loose i mean the whole reason why she wants to be like is so excited to be in the demon realm is because this azura series it's her world it, yeah it's, it's her ideal world exactly but what i like about it it's that it's not the world of the boiling isles they are not one in the same they are not in fact like because azora series is where you find like your your more childish like everything ha- everything is happy-go-lucky and everything goes right whereas in the boiling isles things can go wrong and you need to work for what you want no yeah and it's just a really cool representation of the world and how not everything is as what it seems in the world of the boiling isles yeah the world of the boiling isles is very interesting it's honestly. really cool yeah do you want to talk about how i guess episode one or i would like to get into some of the world building aspects yeah we could talk about the world building uh, aspects so the thing is is that luce doesn't have powers she cannot do magic in in this world at least not yet (laughs) spoilers spoilers well we find out what is this like episode like two or three uh four episode four oh i'm getting i'm getting way ahead of myself I, feel, I love that it feels so natural with her getting her powers. Yeah, I think my, on my first watch, I was really happy with the way she progressed with her powers, even though I do believe it was a little bit of a hamstring. A little. But it, it's not like in your face. It's not too bad, honestly. It's, it's a little nitpicky. But the the way she develops her power is really cool. Like how it works for her is basically like she get. I, I don't think we learned this in, in this season. Like how it works, the glyphs. Oh, yeah. We don't really. So her powers come from glyphs, which are symbols that if you draw them and press on them, they will create like, let's say, light or ice so on and so forth and we don't really learn too much about glyphs in general we just know that they exist and that this is how she's going to be using magic on the aisles she does not have as the show tells us biosac which which is due in the show that's where the magic is produced from. and the heart yes i thought it was their liver is it their heart oh no, yeah it's right heart. next to their sorry it, it, yeah it was based off a joke i just remembered it in my really yeah I, I believe, you know, it was like, where do you think magic comes from? And Luce was like, from oh, the, the heart. heart. And she's like, actually, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? This show's humor is actually pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's not terrible. I, I would say it does get better the longer the show goes on. It 100%. becomes more character based humor. Yes. Which I could really enjoy. So once you understand the characters a little bit more, the show becomes funnier. Yes. I I think the two funniest characters are King and Hootie. Uh, you mean just Hootie? He could just are he wears that me? crown all by himself. Okay, first of all, King don't take King, King 
King deserves his crown. I, that's what okay. I mean, don't take. A- but there's levels and tiers. Okay. Fine. If we're talking about pure comedy, nothing gets a laugh out of me more than Hootie. And it's such a disappointment that the season one has like ten minutes total of Hootie time. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Not wait, enough wait, Hootie wait, wait, time. We will, we will have a whole segment about Hootie. Hootie. Don't get me, don't, don't get me wrong. But let's continue talking about the uh, the glyphs and how she gets her powers, and then we'll go back to Hootie because I have so much to say about how they treated Hootie this season. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Let's uh, let's talk about Luce okay. and how she. So she gets her power because Ida is trying to teach her, but then she pretty much... The way that Ida does magic is impossible for Luce to learn that way because she doesn't have a bio sack. Because she she knows how to do magic naturally. Yes. Like, it's just how she's able to operate. This is coming from, like, again, episode four, which is probably the most important episode in the series. Yes, because it shows us glyphs and it shows us the other important thing, the mm. owl beast. Yeah, which is basically... You know, how the whole premise kind of of the show and how it, it affects the world and the power structure of how Ida fits into this world, the mysteries of revolving around it. Again, it develops the world. So she has, we don't, I don't know if we learned this in this episode specifically, but we do learn eventually throughout the season that she's had this curse for a very long time now. She got it in her teenage years and up to this point, we do not know who or what gave her the curse. We do, we do learn it in episode four. It's towards the end. We don't know who. We know that. No, no, no. We learned that it, she she got it as a teenager. Oh, okay. Got you. Okay, got you. I thought you meant like we learned who gave it to her. Sorry. No, My no, bad. no. And so she's trying to teach Luce this uh, a spell, her first spell ever. And she she's like falling asleep or whatever. And we all just think it's like, oh, it's just Ida being her kooky self. You know, her little wine aunt. She's probably drank a little too much and now she's tired. But it turns out it's so much more than that where her owl beast, her curse is draining her power and so she passes out and this whole like scary event happens where like loose and king that think there's an intruder in the house but in reality it's just uh Ida the whole time transformed into the owl beast and so in this moment of terror loose is looking at the recording on her phone that she took of Ida trying to teach her the, th- the thing this is where i kind of get a little annoyed with how she learned her first spell because it's kind of like you said Dias machina where all right the phone glitches out and she sees the glyph of the light how do you feel about that i don't love it but now that i'm thinking about it i think later in the show she gets her other spells Mm -hmm. through like other mage's spells so it's not totally unprecedented it was just a little bit of a came out of nowhere where i'm looking back on it now that i'm really thinking about it i don't mind it as much just because they kind of want to save the big reveal of how the power system works uh, with these glyphs. So they first just wants to introduce glyphs and they want to enter then they want to introduce where glyphs come from. So they can't really do Yeah, they don't want to reveal too much there's, at once. There's not really like a natural way to make her learn learn, a light. A, learn the glyph. I see what you're saying. On, on, yeah. on first watch I remember not really caring. I just thought the whole learning of the powers was really cool, yeah. but definitely on like the like taking a looking at it like deeper, I was yeah, just I'm, like I oh, was just a little bit, a little bit of, a, of it now that's on my third watch cuz I'm like, all right, cuz it's cooler how she learns the other glyphs I feel like. Yeah, it's just really more so the second glyph she learns yeah. is definitely the cool one. I don't mind how she learns her third and fourth glyph. Just because we don't need an episode explaining how she learns yeah. every single It's kind glyph. of like, just like a, a, a moment it, <laughs> that it, you see it happen. The second glyph is like this big breakthrough. Yeah. It's a big breakthrough for her. Because at this point, she learns the first glyph and she doesn't realize that like it's in nature around her. She just thinks like, oh, the phone glitched. That's cool. Like, <laughs> Whereas when she learns the ice glyph uh, a couple episodes later, she finds the glyph in the snow the ice cliff which which is one of my favorite moments in the show 
I just like the way it, she gets her powers here. Like it's a, it's basically a power up, and it's a cool power up. Like again, her magic system is like it feels. This one really feels well deserved. Yeah, like I said, like her, all of the power that she get does feel well deserved. So it doesn't feel like she's just pulling it out of nowhere. And, and the way and the way she gets it is believable because we at, at this point in the story we learn about the boiling isles itself and that it's basically living on a corpse of a titan. Yes, a titan. And the titan's power is so strong that there's just magic everywhere. Which is which is what I wanted to say. Like the, how I write off her finding out the glyph on her phone is that like I feel like the Isle wanted her to learn it, even if that's not what the show is intending. That's how I make it make sense in my head. Is that I, I and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'll come back to this when we talk about season two. Okay, sure. Uh, but there is a reason why I'm saying this. I mean, I, I could see what you're saying since the island. Well, I mean, it's not living and breathing, but maybe it has like a, it's a not conscious. living and be- breathing, but it's a, it's an entity. It, yeah, it's definitely a whole. Thing to itself like yes. it's, a, it's a whole world but basically what i was trying to say is all the magic from the titan is imbued into the world and now nature itself has magic the way her glyphs works it, it, it takes magic from the area around her it's really believable when she learns her second glyph is from a snowflake falling falling from the sky after taking ida's advice which she really wasn't yeah. really wasn't taking in the episode I love I love their relationship. I do too, because I feel like it's so funny where like Ida just like she says things and it sounds like a joke, but sometimes her advice is actually pretty good. Uh, a lot of her, t- a lot of the times in the in the show, her advice is really good. But the thing is, the way she learns, mm-hmm. and we see this through her character, she's not really a conventional learner. No. Um. Are we talking about Ida or Luce? We're talking about Ida. Yeah, Ida is. She I, does not do things by the books at all. I think Luce is actually a bit more controlled. I think so too. Where, because uh, as you can see, like Luce reads, like she goes to the library, mm-hmm. and she has the ambition and personality of like Ida, mm-hmm. and then has like the structure of like Lilith. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. I never put that together. She is kind of like, a con- like in a, a, in a low key way, a combination of both Ida and Lilith. Which Lilith is Ida's sister. We will talk about her later. That's so interesting to think about. That like Luce wants to go to school. Like Luce wants to learn. Um. Luce just loves the art of magic. Like, it's everything that she wants in her life. Whereas, I would say Ida just wants to be free. That's how they're very similar in that way. Yeah. But they just approach the topic very differently. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of sweet, too, because, you know, Ida wants to do what she wants to do, which is why at first she wasn't down for teaching Luce. I mean, it was that typical, like, oh, I don't want to teach you type. I think the reason why their relationship works is because they learn so much from each other. It's definitely like as much as Ida is teaching Luce, Luce is also teaching Ida. Teaching Ida that uh, I feel like this is the side of her that she's kind of scared of, that she is. She's a mother. She She's a very motherly figure. Which is awkward because Luce does have her own mother. Ooh, yeah. And that relationship hasn't really panned out into anything. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. I feel like they'll get along. But I could see like some envious things going on. Like this is her mother in the demon realm and this is. Her mother envious in the human on realm. whose side? Do you th- who do you think would be more envious? Um, I think both. Think I so? think definitely the human mother, probably a little more. Really, I would think Ida a little more because Ida gets very um, possessive over. Uh, let's be honest, it's King. It's King. It's definitely King. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, but that's more like a little brother situation. Yeah, yeah poor King. Yeah. Aw. So that was pretty much glyphs. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But do you want to talk about? Episode three, where we meet uh, some of the side characters. Yeah, let's move to episode three, where not only do we meet the side characters, we learn about the school hexide. A really big, important staple of the story, because before this, we didn't really understand 
Yeah, before this, it felt more of like um, we were just in like the Middle Ages, like people are just doing whatever they want. Whereas now, like the school puts structure to the world. Yeah, it brings a lot of structure. It also brings like classes, like classes of magic. Yeah. Like there's not just magic. There's different types of magic. There are like 19 or... No, there's 10, I believe. 10? Uh, okay, oh, cool. Actually, I don't know if it's 9 or 10 covens, but there's a there's a specific set number. There's a specific set number of covens, which uh, potions is the worst one, by the way. Oh, yeah. Potions is the worst one. So in school, they're not in covens yet, which covens you'll f- we'll t- discuss later uh, about. Let's just talk about the Amity and... Uh, um, Amity and Willow, which honestly, the show People are her really own age. Yeah, people people her own age. Um, and... The show does side characters really well, let me say. As a side note, <laughs> no pun intended. So we meet uh, Willow. She is in the abomination track in school, and her she has this big test today. She's not doing well. She, she is, is not, not doing, doing hot. well at all. Like, we see her abomination come out, which, by the way, this is ab- abominations are, like, this, like, purple sludgy thing that, like, pretty much is, like, for lack of a better word, like, a slave, I guess. <laughs> helper a helper yeah that's a better word <laughs> that, that seems like a little bit yeah, yeah it seems a little better so these abominations are helpers and her test was to was to create um an abomination and this abomination is not coming to life and then so we see amity which our first look at amity amity is a completely different character amity basically serves in this part part of the story as like just a mean girl character yeah she's just the bully and mean girl like top student bully yeah she's very typical character i think at this point of the show both willow and amity are a bit boring i think willow you know I, she's not really shy but she gives off like maybe because of the glasses i have glasses too maybe it's like no, a, she's like a shy like i don't want to say nerdy girl she's like a shy unpopular girl yeah yeah yeah. unpopular makes sense yeah so uh amity comes by and is like oh, you can't even make an abomination yours like half an a abomination witch. <laughs> um she's like you're half a witch willow or whatever so we get this first impression of her that she's not the nicest person ever and then so she leaves makes fun of her oh and she like points out her like top student sticker and she's like you'll never get this at least not in the abomination track yeah because what we learn about willow is that she actually has dormant powers yeah well not they're not dormant powers she, oh yeah that's true it's not dormant it's more like it's more like she's in the wrong track <laughs> yeah because she she uses it a lot now that i think like, about it it's like if you were really good at math and your parents were like you're gonna become an english teacher it's just it, it's just, it does it doesn't add up it, do, it ha, i see what you did there <laughs> um so we find out that she's actually really good at plant magic scary like good. stupid good like, like the strongest like she will beat you up <laughs> yeah like some of the strongest magic we've seen in the show so far to be honest like that's the thing um on a side note willow at is, this point 1v1's ida yeah well maybe not because ida is the strongest witch in the aisle anyways um so then Luz pops out whoa 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 whoa! don't kill me with your plant magic well i was like oh hi it's actually really funny because it's like juxtaposition of her like going ham with her plant magic and then she's like this sweet little girl she's like oh a friend someone to like you know look out for me yeah and, and each other yeah which they do and she recognizes immediately that she's a human which by the way um later when they introduced her to gus she was like oh gus can recognize a human so easily uh, a lot of people can't and i'm like but you literally did ida literally because did. she's friends with gus yeah but the would that explain ida too like ida sells uh human garbage yeah but i feel like these people just recognize uh humans so easily and I don't mean, even care i mean i mean whatever deciphering a human from a witch is very easy because all you have to do is look at the ears look at the ears 
Yeah. Apparently, all witches are elves. Yeah, all of them have pointy ears, and uh, humans have smooth ears. Um, smooth boys. Which is actually pretty funny because they use that as an insult later in the show. They're like, "Oh, smooth ear" or something, and it's like, <laughs> or round ear, and it's like, imagine that was the insult someone my, chose for you. My ears are also round. Uh, my ears are round too. Like, like a monkey. <laughs> Luce has this amazing idea to be like, I'll be your abomination and you'll pass. I'll just cover me in this purple sludge and we can vote. I can see the school. You can pass your test. Everyone will be happy. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing at all. She's definitely not everything goes wrong. No, everything does go wrong as per usual. So they make it into the school. They pass the test. She passes the test. They they trick her or whatever. Emily's not having it. Emily's not having it because the teacher takes her her like top student uh, pin and puts it on uh damn you have zeros all semester you passed the one you passed one test here's yeah. an a yeah you're, th- you're the best student i've ever seen bar none on a on a rewatch of this i was like you know what if i were amity i would be so pissed i worked my whole life for this dumb sticker yeah and it's that easy to get yeah and my whole personality is this stupid sticker she passes one test which by the way amity also passes too so it's just like what is this like? What is this pin actually worth? If you it's know, that it's easy? it's because he he thought he was looking at the Albert Einstein of Abomination track. Well, he thought wrong. <laughs> he was like, loose to do like something simple. Yeah, and she like did something. And, and then she just was like started talking or something. Yeah, and, and he like, was like, what? The abominations hell? don't talk, by the way. <laughs> so then, of course, story short, Amity finds out that Loose is actually a human and not an abomination, and rats on them. And then that's when the antics start to happen, where principal bump is like all right let me see if this is actually by the way just uh, just on a side note uh principal bump's character design very cool oh my god yeah i don't know i got a little like devil on his head i don't know when we actually see the devil come off of his head but that's season two. Oh, is it oh so that's a little bit of a spoiler then i'll talk way further i'll talk about that in season two but yeah his character design is really cool so then principal bump gets into the classroom and is like oh, let me see, tell your abomination to go on the table or whatever and let me dissect it. <laughs> and it's like, uh... This yeah, is- he's obviously playing. Yeah, like, he's, he, he's like, he could tell that Luce is, he's not stupid. Yeah, exactly. And he's trying to basically coerce them into writing themselves on themselves. Yeah. Like a good teacher. Yeah. And then Gus spills over a, a jar of undone or whatever abominations and then loose runs and now there's this whole big chase scene between them and then willow is popping off with her plant magic uh going going ham on the, Yo, on the professor poison ivy oh yeah poison like ivy, yeah and then it's actually pretty funny because there's this moment where principal bump is like oh how like it, he thinks you're about to he you think he's about to like yell at the students and he's like whoa you're pretty good at this. <laughs> you almost like beat me. You almost I'm the me. principal of this school. You know what? All sins forgiven. Yeah. Except you, human. Yeah, everyone gets forgiven. The only person who's not forgiven is Luce. the human who gets a banned from her school. It's Just the same as Ida. Exactly. <laughs> Ida, at this point in the show, is like, she hates school. She hates rules. She hates coven. She hates anything that's going to hold yeah. her down. If she can't practice every single thing, then she doesn't want to do with it. She has not for her. And so, at this point, Luce is upset because she can't be a part of the school. So, she, now she's still, she, this is when. I don't she, think she's that, she is upset, but I, I believe the whole character arc in the show. She she felt like she wasn't really learning from Ida, Ida because she, this is before she learned any magic at all. So, Ida tries to teach her something about being resourceful. And it ends up panning out at the end of the episode. And she, she goes, oh, I don't need school. I have a good teacher myself. 
So she's not bummed out about like not being able to join the school. She is for a second, but I agree. She she does she realizes Ida Ida is a great teacher. In yeah, she just teaches differently. Um, and I think I think Ida's Ida as a teacher is is a very um. She's underrated definitely yeah. as a teacher. She definitely wouldn't work in like a traditional teaching school. I was gonna say I feel like in a in a different universe, Ida would be a teacher. You think? Yeah, I I could see her being a teacher. Like if. No, she she is. That's that's like that's definitely how her character is. Yeah. So let's move on to um, Coven's, which is basically what I feel like is basically like the next step of school. It's almost like college. Well, it was or we're like introduced workforce to Coven's through the convention, which is pretty much a job fair or a college fair. Yeah, this is basically where we learn about all the magics and that each witch throughout their life has to choose which coven they belong to. That is the only magic you could do for the rest so of your life. If you go into the illusionist coven, you can only practice illusionist magic. If you go into the abomination, so on and so forth. Which is why Ida is against coven so hard because she she does, loves all forms of magic. Yeah, she she, she like she's I said, a lover of the arts. So they call them the people who aren't committed to a coven are called wild witches. Wild witches. Um, which which is what Ida is, which is which which which. <laughs> but so after much convincing, um, Luce takes. Oh, sorry. Ida takes Luce to the convention, and we see another interaction between Amity and Luce. Yeah, before we get straight into that, I just want to talk about how Ida was really against. Lesser, Ida was obviously really against this, but she was willing for Luce to make her own decisions. Yeah, because because Ida has a very big soft spot for Luce. <laughs> I just realized we didn't we didn't talk about like one of my favorite quotes, and it has it has to do with this. Ida believes that you have to act on this world. Like, not not only... Oh, yeah, that was that, episode two. Right? Yeah, that's episode two. Yeah. So the whole point of episode two, I'll, I'll just try to be brief about it, just because it, is, it, it isn't too much of an important episode. It just explores, like, the mindset of Luce and how she kind of becomes the person who she becomes in this, in this story. Luce at this point is, like, delusional not delusional but she loves fantasy and wants to be a part of this fantasy world and thinks everything is going to be the perfect world for her yeah she thinks she's the main character even though she is the main character she's but she definitely the, the main, main character, character but she armor. she isn't one of she isn't the chosen one yeah she's the main character but she is not the chosen one mm-hmm. and this and this is where she learns that in life if you want something you need to take it for yourself uh, one of my favorite quotes in the show is everybody wants to believe they're chosen, but if we all wait for a prophecy to make us special, we'll all die waiting. This show is, has such good quotes. Yeah, that's very, like, um, that was said by Ida, right? Yeah, and it, it really informs who Ida is and who, who Luce becomes. And it sh- it showed it showed in the, the episode with the Covens, now going back to that, she wants to be her own person. She is not just going to f- blindly follow the I- ideology of anyone. She's not going to be Ida, and she's not going to be a perfect witch she's, that chooses a coven. <laughs> she's going to be loose. Yes. That's who she wants to be. Out of all the covens, we learn about this big coven, the Emperor's Coven. Which kind of broken. Yeah, so how we said about how everybody gets one, one magic, the Emperor's magic. Coven has all of it. Kind of broken. And kind of unfair, and you would think everyone would want to go into that one, but no. Every, everybody does want to go into That's that one. True. It's just not everybody can that's go true. into that. It's you have to be select. the best of the best. You gotta be like a uh, valedictorian of your school type thing. And then and this is where we learn about one of the best, Lilith. Ah, yes. As I mentioned before, Lilith, Ida's sister. 
which is she's the I don't want to she's not the exact opposite, but she's Ida if Ida wanted to like learn by the books. No, they're 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 so similar. They both have the same egos, the same tendencies. They're they're sisters. They have a very hate rivalry. Yes, I mean it's sibling rivalry. Rivalry. Yeah, very very sibling. Yeah, and uh. In this point in the series, their relationship is super dysfunctional. They, at this point in the series, they're not getting along. They dislike each other. Lilith really wants Ida to join a coven, specifically the Emperor's Coven, so that way she can get her curse healed. Because at the end of the day, they do still care for each other. Even if they can't stand each other, there they is, will go to bat for each other. There is no one in this world that you will hate more and love more than your sibling. That's definitely true. It's true, yeah. Um, and I feel like they do that really, they, they make their civil rivalry very, um, you can feel it. Like it's not, it doesn't feel artificial. Like it feels like they genuinely love and hate each other. And after this introduction, this is when we finally see a bit of loose anemone and their relationship at this point. So following the fiasco of episode three, they're not in a good place right now. Absolutely not. And they're not going to be for a little bit longer. Amity goes so far as to stepping on King, who is like a little brother to Lucy's cupcake. Yo, Amity literally, no pun intended, overstepped over here. How dare she step on freaking King's cupcake? Like, cause man, what did King do? King did nothing. King is just Justice like for King. It's just like if if you had a dog and they were no. and they had a treat and you just and you took it. the treat from the mouth. Yeah. Just beat up loose or something, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather her punch loose in the face than step then. on my boy King. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, they see each other. Pretty much, Amity wants Luce to stop practicing magic because. It steps on her whole ideology. Yeah. Because she's like, I've been studying and doing everything by the books for so long. How dare you come in? I am the best. Yeah. I do not treat this as a game. This is my job. This is my life. And Luce is like, pretty Uh, magic. This is fun. Yeah. (laughs) Luce is just having a good time. Yeah. Which enrages Amity. And, And whereas everybody in Amity's life steps into the roles they step in, Luce is like a a tornado. Yeah. She literally does what she wants. And messes everything up. Exactly. She's um, Amity at this point is not used to uh, someone being so out of control in her life. She creates this bet with Luce. They challenge her to a witch's duel. A witch's duel. And she's like, if I win, you can no longer practice magic. And then I forget what Luce says if she wins or something. But it's probably... It's like a no, uh, yeah, not really important. Yeah, it's like a joke or whatever. So then this is when Luce is like... I just got into a witch's duel. Uh, Ida, yeah. this is going to be so much fun. And Ida's like, are you stupid? Like, that the the pact that you just made is unbreakable. Like, if you literally cannot practice magic if if you lose. And you're probably going to lose. I, I like that this is a really reoccurring theme for Luce. Yes. Like, she has no fear. No fear. She's willing to take on any challenge because she really does believe in her her own self. She just always wants to be in over her head. Poor she child. is definitely in over her head. But th- this helps her progress faster than others. Yeah, She it's just true. throws herself into the fray. She always takes the risky route, which can be to her downfall sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely, what I like about it, it's both a character flaw and a character strength. But it's also very annoying. So then at this point, Ida's like, all right, we're cheating. <laughs> Classic Ida. You are going to die. I am going to cheat. zero <laughs> faith in you. Yeah, um, which is honestly good for Ida. She doesn't sugarcoat anything. She's like, listen, oh. kid. All Luce knows at this point is a light spell. Yeah. She knows no combat magic. She's going to, you know, give her a little nightlight. Yeah, she's just going to be like, ooh, you can't see for a couple of seconds. But No, you can see. It's actively oh. helping her. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, at this point, her magic, her glyphs are not that strong. She does get stronger, but not yet. Oh, wait, let's talk, let's backtrack. Let's talk about Amity. She's supposed to be this top student or whatever, but we see her creating an abomination, and it's so weak. I, I, I just think that the the witches in this in this uh, universe are not that strong. Even Ida, who's supposed to be the witch above all witches. Hey, Ida's very strong. Ida is ex- extremely strong, but I've, I don't hate it because I, I think it's good for power scaling to not be broken, yeah, basically. None of the characters feel broken. Even uh, It's like a believable amount of strength. And, and she is like hampered by the fact that th- she does have the owl's curse. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Ida's very strong, and we never get to see her at her full potential. Yeah, because the owl curse is like it, draining her magic, yeah. and it's it, it's a reoccurring, reoccurring problem throughout the series. Yeah, um, so much so that it will be to her downfall. <laughs> so she's like, we got to cheat. Um, and she sets up mines, magic mines everywhere. On Amity's side, Lilith is kind of her mentor. Lilith calls Amity her prodigy. What happens is that Ida and Lilith are like, I'm, I'm down for this bet. Let's, let's go. Because Ida at this point is like, we're cheating, so I'm confident in my cheating abilities. I think it's more the fact that her... Ida doesn't like being egged on. Oh, yeah, that too. She cannot back that. Like, she, she's like, if there's a competition, Ida's going to win. She's a gambling problem. She's going to win. <laughs> she not only has a gambling problem, like, she could back it up. Like, she is literally the best. Never loses to her sister, yeah. except in this episode. Well. <laughs> her introduction. Well, so that's not true, but, you know. It's, uh, yeah, that's Can- true. Canonically very true that she's just better than her sister in yeah. pretty much most forms. So they get into this fight that Ida plants all these magic traps around the stadium. During the battle, Amity has these huge abominations, and we're like, even Amity's like, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> this abomination's getting beat up, though, pretty yeah. bad by the traps that are placed all around the place. Yeah, exactly. It's At this point, it seems like an even fight. It may not be a fair fight, but it's an even fight. To which point Amity is about to step yeah. on one of the landmines. And, and Luce, throughout this whole thing, is like, nah, Luce I'm not, I don't really like this. Luce didn't want to cheat at all. I don't want to win like this. This is not who I am. This is now how I'm going to be. So she basically rats on herself. Amity's like, I knew it. You were cheating. And a big turnaround, a big surprise. And then Ida comes up and is like, so what were you cheating or whatever? But then notices. It was just a strength, like a strengthening thing. Yeah. They they put a strengthening uh, symbol on her, on Amity's neck to make her stronger. And Ida's like, oh, so you're not above cheating. And Lilith's like, what what do you you mean? Because I knew you were going to cheat first. Yeah, exactly. She's not wrong. It's really funny because it doesn't, it's not like it's like a bad guy situation where like, oh, I knew you were going to cheat or something. It's like, she sounds like a, a sister that was caught. Like, she sounds like a little kid. That she's like, well, I knew you were going to do it first. The civil rivalry definitely comes out over here. But the the civil rivalry turns out to be like, uh, it ends up being a fight. Yes, it a does. A full-blown fight. Because um, they're both very powerful witches, and then they end up fighting each other. And I would say this is the first really good fight scene Oh yeah. The well, this is the affir- This is the first, like, official, like, action sequence that we see. It's seen. not the first action sequence. I it, feel- episode one with the warden. Oh, this is true. And I love Ida's uh, fighting style. So her whole thing is that she's like the owl lady. So she fights with these. She like, summons mindless hooties. Yes. To bend to her. I will. love it so much. They're like, it's like, it's so it has the face of hootie and they're, but they're much bigger than her, than um hootie. And I love, I, I love it. I love the way they move. They're like wiggle worms. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's very satisfying. It reminds me of like Naruto's wood bending. Yes. Uh, I don't remember his name. Teacher, that's not Kakashi. Guy? No, no, he ran <laughs> He ran Team 7. Shibuden. Oh, are you talking about that guy? Who controls the wood? Yeah, yeah the guy, literally the guy who Why controls the wood. Why am I forgetting his name? Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Had the DNA of the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the third, like the second. Yeah. No, like the, fir- the first. The first, the first. That makes okay. sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 whatever. Let's, let's move on. 
what Owl House does really well is surprisingly their really action di- season. Really dynamic fight scenes. Yeah. Like really nice angles. It flows really well. Uh the I, I don't know what happens to the animation, but it changes. Really you think uh you think so? I don't know. Maybe they up their frames or something. It just oh, like it specifically looks, during the action scene. Yeah, yeah, it just looks okay. a lot smoother. Yeah. The the angles really change so that they look a little different. Yeah, and like where as like not to compare apples to oranges, but like when fight scenes in like Marvel movies, for instance, like they they don't seem cohesive. They seem like very choppy. But in uh, Owl House, Marvel, yeah, Marvel, yeah, it's very like over here, then over here, then over here. It doesn't okay. feel like one like continual motion. Whereas Owl House feels like a continual like you can keep track of like everything. I, I would say, I would compare it more to like. The, it's contemporaries like the other kid animation shows which none of them have really great action that's what scenes. i'm saying it's kind of surprising like that's why it's really surprising that yeah, they're action, yeah I agree. Like, it feels if it, it feels like this is something created by millennials because like it, it does have that little it, tinge it got of that, anime it got that anime. yeah i was yeah. literally about to say it's literally so anime yeah whereas like it doesn't have the anime style but it has the anime feel it, it, just just the way that it's uh, how how dynamic yeah. it is and how just well well done it is. Yeah, it's not anime. It doesn't feel like anime in the same way that Avatar feels like anime, though. Yeah, that's true. Where that that just feels like uh, American yeah. anime. Yeah. So this is this is when we get our first glimpse into Emily and Luce's like real relationship. Not exactly repairing, but they they start to understand each other a bit. If you if you see Emily really talks about how she how she feels she's stepping on Luce. Well, this is where they actually like where she admits it to Luce. Where she after the episode, uh, Luce goes up to Emily and is like, "Yo, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't want it to come to this." Yeah, and Emily was like, I worked my whole life basically yeah. for this. Because up until this moment, every interaction they've had has, been, yeah. has been loose. Just it, from the outside perspective, it looks like Luce is just like trying to ruin Amity's life. When in reality, she's just doing what she wants to do. I think the the thing that Amity really sees is, is that Luce is playing witch. Yes. But it's then showed that Luce shows her the only gift that she knows. Which actually manages to really impress Amity yeah. for for a little bit. Yeah, because at, at this point, Amity didn't know that Luce knows magic or could knows even magic. do magic. Or the, or the fact that she figured maybe not a new way to do magic, but rediscovered a way yeah. to do magic. And so Amity's like, oh, wait, you're like you're actually trying. trying? Yeah, you know, you're like, you, you must have worked yeah. to get where you are. Yeah, where that's like, the, this is that moment where she's starting to realize like, oh, okay, this girl isn't out to get me, isn't out to make fun of me, but is actually trying to learn magic in a different way, but she's trying. Maybe I'm willing to recognize that and not hate her. There's still tension between them. She by no means wants to be friends with Luce yet, but she does unbind the the bet and Luce can continue to practice magic. So we're, we're going to move on. All right, that sounds good. Um, so episode seven. This is where Luce gets sent to the library. Oh, to return some books. For yeah, Ida. to return some books for Ida, and Ida gets dropped off some little baby kids. Yeah, which Ida is not for. <laughs> so, uh, the Bat Queen drops off her little kids without letting Ida know, and Ida's like, "I don't want to do this," but then she sees there's a, there's, there's, there's a money in pile of cash. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Wait, there's <clears throat> money involved? I, right, I'll do it." But uh, for the A story, uh, Luce is in the library. She meets her names Ezra and um Emmerich. Right? I don't know their name. Wow, we're really prepared for this. I I I I, I can like remember <laughs> plot lines and storylines, but names I'll never remember. All right, fair enough. You should okay. That's fair enough. Um, which are the twin siblings of Amity? 
More Amity hijinks ensues. Yes. Uh, so their their plot thickens. <laughs> we learn a little bit more about Amity is that she actually tells story time to little kids. Yeah, the she's further further developing that she's not exactly that typical mean girl. Yeah, she's, she's definitely a sh- she's a little softy. She's definitely straying away from that archetype at this point. Yeah. Um. She's no longer. I feel like at this point we're no longer seeing her as like. She's no longer boring. Yeah, she's definitely. She's she, like. A, she's not one. She's developed. And Lucy's like, oh my god, it's Emily! I can't let her see me, girl. She's gonna kill me because she's gonna think I'm like ruining her life again. Yeah, and she eventually does see him. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? And Lucy being a little awkward girl, she's she is. She's, she's like, oh, Emily, crazy, you're here. <laughs> so the twins just take Lucy and they just kind of mess around. Yeah, throughout like the whole library. Um, the twins give off a lot of Fred and George vibes from Harry Potter. I know you don't know what Harry Potter. Well, not no, not no, but I know you haven't watched Harry Potter. It's, a, it's such a sin that he hasn't watched it. Anyway. Yeah, because it's it's bad if you're over the age of like ten. If you, if you did not watch it in your childhood, it's I I I'm a firm believer it's just not very another good. reason to add to the list why your childhood was trash. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> well, at least in terms of like media, I I yeah. just never seeked out. Nobody ever put like shows in front of me, and I never seeked them out. So there's a lot of just things. I, I can name like some of the most, bi- the biggest children's TV shows that I, that I haven't seen or, or specifically movies. We'll get to it. This is the reason why I, ha- I, I refuse to get rid of that Disney Plus like account. Like Shrek. D- I, I literally, I could yell at you. Hey, hey wait, 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 we got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Anyways, we got to move on. Ugh, my anger over that. Okay, so twins are like. We are going to come back here later tonight because there's this thing called, like, what is it called? The, the, the yeah, it's just some moonlight Yeah, some thing. moonlight star thing, whatever. And makes the books come alive. It makes alive. the books come to life. And they end up in Amity's little hideout. They find, which, such an unfortunate chain of events. Luce finds Amity's... The book she was reading? Yeah, she finds her little shrine to Azora's. What I found interesting is that, I don't know if you noticed, but the, the Azora books didn't didn't glow. All the other books glowed. All the other good books glowed? I actually didn't realize that at all. Yeah, I think that's a little... Uh, that's a cute little detail. May, oh, oh, you know what I'm thinking? What? Maybe because it was the book... Because it was made on the aisle? Or what? Yeah, like the books... The trees were made from the yeah, aisle. Yeah, exactly. Since it comes from the aisle. But then the, the Azora books came from the human realm. Human realm, yeah. Through the trash. Yeah. Um. So anyways, she finds out that she also reads Azora and she has this little fangirl moment. She's like, oh my God, that's someone else reads these books? That's crazy. She finds her diary and is like, oh, I can't read this. I'm not going to read this. And she doesn't. But then the twins see the diary and they're like, ooh, you found her diary. And they go through it. And this is when Amity comes in. Lucy's like, it's not what it looks like. I swear. So, so unfortunate. And of course she gets mad. I think you forgot to mention she she the book she was reading the childhood book it plays as the antagonist as they 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 have this ability to change things in their book so they changed the family friendly children's book into like a demonic monster that has the ability to weave people into stories into the pages and they become 2d in an already 2d world the monster gets loose starts wreaking havoc all over the place yep. and loose and amity have to work together to- against uh, amity's wishes they have to work together to save each other essentially from this monster loose ends up sa- who said who saves who i don't remember does loose save up saving amity or does amity save loose i think loose sacrifices herself for to save amity i i believe so yeah and so that so which leads to to a bit a bit more like respect on each other's part 
Lucy's trying not to hurt her and to help her instead. Amity kind of uh, does like this truce where she's like, all right, we're going to put all this behind us and I'm willing to start not hating you anymore. A little less than what we saw in the previous episodes. Following the B-plot of the story where she's taking care of the kids for com- comedic relief, eventually she really grows a bond with these characters, showing that she actually does have a lot of maternal instinct. It's funny that she's like pretty much fighting with these kids the whole time and she jumps out and she's like, you know what? I'm over it. And it seems like she's about to do something like crazy or whatever. But she just pulls out like a storybook and she's like, I'm going to read you guys a bedtime story. And she gets the kids, she gets the kids to calm down. And she also begins to grow a bond because once their mother comes to pick them up for babysitting, she's like really distraught. Uh, Luce does this really nice thing where she brings home the book. Uh, what was it? The empty nest empty syndrome. Death syndrome. Yeah. But as we see bat queen leave we kind of see a little bit of a a foreshadowing for what's to come if you look closely on her foot you can see her her connector which is she's a palisman that's actually really cool yeah uh they don't know about palismans yet basically basically are an extension of of a a witch's power Um, not even just a witch's power like their personality yeah um so a palisman chooses you and it's pretty much their stick or their staff that it's like their little animal friend yeah and the animal goes on top of the staff dude what happens if Luce's palisman is Hootie? Get out of here. I don't think I'm that's Hootie that. Bill. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely not going to be Hootie. Hootie. Because, well, actually, I can't say that because it happens in season two. But uh, I would love to theorize what Luce's palisman is going to be. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for her. Because honestly, when she finds out what a palisman is and everything during that episode, it's like that's all she wants. Oh, no. Throughout the whole story, even the episode one, her whole thing is that she wants like the staff because the staff is, again, an extension of a witch. Yeah. So pretty much if she has a staff, she's she's a witch. You're like a respected witch in, in, in terms of. Yeah. So I can't wait for her to get a staff, which is going to happen. Uh, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> We're going to move on to episode nine. This is Gus's episode, which I do not exactly love Gus's episode. Yeah, uh, at least in season one, Gus is not my favorite character. Uh, even in season two, man. Yeah, but he comes okay. before, he becomes uh, he, more digestible. He, he does become a bit more digestible, but at that point, I feel like they've... They fumbled it up too much. Okay, you can't have every character be perfect. No, I I agree. I'm just I'm just sharing my qualms about how I'm not like super into Gus and his like storyline or plot. Yeah, I I can see it. I mean, I I understand and I like his like how he starts and who he becomes and like yeah. all that stuff. So basically, his whole qualm is that he's he's a bit younger than everybody else because he's like a boy genius. Unlike Willow, he's actually in the track that is uh, suited for him, and he's like a little human nerd. But the the problem with this is that he's a bit more emotionally underdeveloped and it's seen throughout the episode when he keeps making mistake after mistake because of what he wants and rather than thinking about the people around him. Yeah, Gus puts himself first a lot of the times. Um, uh, especially in this episode. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I guess that is a character trait. But at the end of the day, he does go back to uh, thinking about his friends. Yeah, that's true. Um, So hygiene, So pretty much he's this cap. He's the president of the human club. And someone's trying to usurp him. Someone trying to get, take his power, and so he lies to his friends to get him back in the school. Mind you, Luce is still banned from the school, which leads them to he brings Luce to the school, which leads them to getting into detention. Um, detention is a horror show, oh, by the way. By the I uh, honestly, the I show really knows knows when to be scary. 
I, I think it definitely unleashes itself yeah. in season two when the cancellations come around. Yeah, and it, when it they starts, stop caring. Yeah, the one they stop caring, basically. <laughs> but on, you see a little peek of it during the detention scene with this, like, gruesome... Super Doctor Strange yeah. vibes where, like, eyeballs and just everything, the like, little, grabbing monstrosities. I felt like I was getting a little bit of the Curious of the Cowardly Dog with, like, the creepy little images with uh, the the snakes or whatever they yeah, were yeah yeah the, most the head snake oh kind. yeah yeah it has that same like feel yeah so the tension is this really scary place but they they so, end up managing yeah, to they break do, out they of do the end tension. up getting out but the beeline of the story of this episode was Ida was trying to get loose into the school this whole time yeah because she's going she goes back to her old school hex side which she was a big troublemaker yeah she was the worst student ever not in terms of she was getting bad grades but she was just wreaking havoc on that school she was exactly how loose was in her school yes exactly she was just loose but I would I would argue a lot worse <laughs> uh, definitely a lot worse she's, uh, loose uh, with magic yeah she, uh, Ida literally sees the stack of like all the stuff that she's done to the school and she goes oh that's it <laughs> so we basically Basically, spend the the episode following her, like trying to fix, right her wrong. One of the funniest moments I feel like from this part is when she's taking down the graffiti. (laughs) Yeah, and the graffiti's like, "Mother, no, no, please!" I'm just (laughs) dad me. That was really funny. And then, so pretty much all these like hijinks ensue where she's trying to like fix her wrongs. Finally, Principal Mountain's like, "Okay." fine i'll let your student into the into the school and then it's so funny because right as he says all right she's accepted into the school they break they out turn of the detention. corner yeah they br- and not only do they break out of detention they break they det- break <laughs> detention <laughs> and he's like it's this moment of like oh god it's just Ida but smaller like yeah yeah we're just getting another Ida. No. and then he's like you know what never mind your band and then gus is just like gus takes wait the ball. yeah nah and I'm then sorry. immediately right again, she gets the position to go back into school. All right. And that was the end of episode nine. Now we're going into episode 10, where she is finally in the school. So we finally get to see Gus and Willow, Gus, Willow, and Luce in school, in the together. school together. And there's this. They're like really good friends. We, we skipped a few episodes where they developed their friendship. Yeah, which is not like too, too important. But, but just, know that uh, they're, just know they're like a, a They're the trio. game now. Yeah, they're a trio. So then there is this grudge be match going on and they're trying to get to it. And pretty much long story short, they missed the bus. It's the, the episode is it's pretty much like Lucy stealing Edith's car. By Edith's car, I mean Edith's palisman. Which and is you know a what deal. happens when you steal the person's car. Yeah. yeah, you crash it. Yeah, typical she crashes the car. But it's, it's a little bit more heart wrenching because. Because this is not just a car it's, it's like your car. car was a person yeah it's like this car was a living entity and you just hurt this car so then so we this is uh this is not where we get introduced to hootie hootie actually i mean hootie um albert <laughs> albert <laughs> yes great name by the way uh, oh, they're so good at naming people that naming in the show oh my goodness uh, albert shows up in episode one but he, he's basically like uh edith's palisman where he's a little owl that like twists onto her staff yeah, I lo- oh, I love that they don't just like pop onto it, but they have to like yeah, they like twist, twist onto and it. It's yeah. really cute, and oh, he, he becomes like he, he goes from like being petrified and like wood, yeah, into like being alive. Yeah, so he's creature. not always like a living, breathing entity, but like sometimes he's just like a little statue on the thing, and then sometimes he's like actually alive. But so the palisman have the ability to fly, and so Luce crashes the palisman, the staff, and Albert is hurt both uh, both uh, physically and mentally <laughs> and emotionally. So he ends up running away into the woods. And we re-meet... The Bat Queen. Yeah, which is... She's a very interesting character because at first you think she's just this, like, big, ominous presence, but she's, like, 
She doesn't get too much development, I feel. She doesn't. I, I or, really or, hope or she vision. gets more. Uh, I don't think she will. I know. But I, I, they don't I, have my, enough my time heart, for My it. heart's telling... Uh, maybe maybe they will. Maybe they're still like. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely a really big plot point. So pretty much, Hootie goes to her for not Hootie. Oh my goodness, you got me saying it now too. Albert, um, goes to her for comfort. The Bat Queen is not giving up Albert back Cause, to because Luce is basically trying to go back and and get her. Yeah, pretty much. She doesn't want to give Albert back to Luce. Well, which I mean, she doesn't deserve it. Yeah, she doesn't because she she abused she mis- Albert. She, she didn't mistreated him. Out. Yeah, and this is. I like that this is, they're, like, showing us why Luce is not getting a staff. Yeah, she's definitely not ready at this point. She she's is very, not ready. She's she's very immature. Not that she, at the point in the story where we see her again. She's she, not incapable, but she's not ready. She has not yeah. gone through the development she needs to go through to have a staff. Yeah, the potential is there, but in by, uh, by no means has Be, she done what she needed to do to get what she deserved. Because you could see it. The second she gets Albert, she smacks him across the wall. Yeah, obviously not on purpose, but like... Not on purpose, but it just shows the, the very careless nature of Luce. Yeah. Since it is an extension of yourself, you have to treat it as as like, you know, it is a living, breathing creature. Exactly. It's like having a dog. <laughs> or, or a bird, I would say. Oh, it's like have, it's like having a bird. <laughs> And so um, the Bat Queen makes Luce do Go through, all these trials and everything. Yeah, like these impossible trials. Yeah, which somehow, some way, she she does somehow possible because the witches in this world are pretty weak. Yeah, <laughs> and she gets through. And then by the end of it all, she's like, "I've done everything. Can I please have Albert back?" And, and the Bat Queen is obviously suffering from trauma here. Yeah, and she's like, "No, you cannot have her back." But Albert's like, at this point, is like, she you Albert know, recognizes that Luce is trying. Yeah, she. Th- this is she's taking steps towards becoming that witch that is able to get a staff. Yes, and Albert now wants to go back to Luce. She she's showing her dedication. But the Bat Queen's like, "Nah, man, not. I'm not letting this happen. You're not gonna be. I'm not gonna fall for this trick. I fell for this trick before." And we're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> And we find out that, I mean, like I've said it before, but the Bat Queen is a palisman, which is crazy because I didn't mention, but the Bat Queen is this huge, yeah. like, she's not tiny. It, it's Albert bigger tiny. than Luce, bigger than Ida. Yeah, like, it. this is like a, so something that we both um, have theorized is that I think she's a Titan's palisman. Yeah, because there is no, there's no really big giant, there are definitely bigger, like, demons, yeah. but there's nothing as big as, as like. Ti- yeah. There's nothing we haven't seen at this point anything big enough that the Owl Queen, I'm sorry, not the Owl Queen, the Bat Queen would be a palisman. But it's just weird. If let's say the palisman was the owner of the like the Titan, like yeah. the Titan that the biggest Titan we know, yeah. and the Titan that I, I think is the only Titan in the series. Yeah. How could you forget? You're you're like on him. That's true, but she does mention it's been so long, yeah, and that she doesn't know what happened to her owner because we find out that like I don't know if. I she don't know she if got the abused. Owner was abused. I don't. I don't. I don't think they flat out say she. He was abusive. He because Luce does ask what happened to your owner, and she go and the Bat Queen in return goes, I don't know. Because there is this big question: so what happened to this Titan? The Titan that has so much magic power that it sustains a whole continent. And what could have possibly happened to this? It? Yeah, what could have yeah. killed it? What could have been big enough or or strong enough or powerful enough? to kill this titan which is like which is why i really hope they do go back to the uh, the bat queen because i feel like to just to just met see how big she is and then to like mention she's a palisman and then not do anything about it like i feel like that's just it's sad especially when palismans are such an important part of the story they are we definitely see it as an as not only as an extension of their power but it, in some ways it's a weapon as well because ida uses it 
in her fighting. And she doesn't just do like the magic with her finger. She uses her pal- her uh, staff to fight as well. So moving on to episode 13, we have Luce attend her first day in Hexide. Which is really cool because this is where we find out that she has to choose a track. Also, magic schools are just cool. I've yeah. always loved the idea. Mr. Of, I haven't watched Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> magic schools are really cool. Uh, did did Harry Potter? Harry Potter, Potter, Papa, 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 Harry Papa. <laughs> Anyways, didn't Harry Potter what? They popularized the whole magic school. I think so. Um, yeah. There was probably magic schools definitely. before that, but it was definitely like the big turnaround yeah. where it's, it's like, kind of like they, you know what they even make a sorting hat joke in the episode. Yeah, uh, I would be surprised if they didn't make any references to harry potter since it's so obviously (laughs) it's so obviously like not only do they talk about like harry potter it's obviously that the people who who made the show and write for the show loves all forms of media they reference anime they reference a lot of a lot of pop culture there's even a sports movie one yeah there's uh, a lot of mention to they do like yeah they, they do like a couple homages yeah it feels like a very modern show yeah, they, they they also do like a prom episode. Yeah, you know, they they just do a bunch. They they, they the go games. everywhere. <laughs> so, anyways, Principal Bump is like, you gotta choose a track. I'm not letting you choose all of them. You gotta choose one. That's it. I'm not moving on it. Luce is like, what? What you mean? What? <laughs> I want to learn everything. Yeah. Just like Ida. She literally she, had everything mapped out. She she made her own schedule. Yeah. And she wanted to learn a little bit of everything. Yeah, and Principal Bump's like, that's great, but no. Yeah, we're not willing to do that for you. Yeah, so he pretty, she's like, well, I can't pick. I want to choose everything. And Bump's like, all right, you need need money potions. Um, Potions is whack. Literally, so I'm pretty sure potions is something that even humans can do. I like Potions is just good for making money. Yeah, I think. See, the thing is, you could ma- you could probably make potions as a human, but how are you going to get the ingredients? True. But I think it's some- it's probably the easiest track she could have went into being a human. So it definitely feels a bit intentional that she's yeah, been put into the potion track. racially motivated. <laughs> <laughs> she goes into p- potions and she's like, I hate this. This is boring. She sees everyone else doing all the magic, so she sneaks out of class. She tries learning other magic. Which... Puts her into new detention. Not as scary as old detention. Yeah, this one's just regular. It's just a room. <laughs> regular detention where they meet like breakfast club, basically. Yeah. Where we meet Barkus. Barkus. <laughs> oh my god, Barkus is so funny. Yeah, we, we just we just meet these groups of misfits that don't really belong in the school system. And they just seem like your regular bad kids. Yeah, um, but, but in, in reality... The second the teacher goes asleep. to sleep... We find out these people are just a bunch of nerds that are that, like, Yeah, they just <laughs> love to learn. Yeah. Like, it, it's so sad that it, it definitely speaks to the school system. Yeah. I, I, I'm really advocating change in the Hexai world that school systems do not work here. If, you're, if your students want to te- learn, literally begging to learn, yeah. and they don't get the education they want, what's the point? Exactly. We need a new uh, Hexai president. Yo, board of education member right here? and then we find out that they had this little like room where they're learning like it's actually really cool it's uh, a room of shortcuts yeah so like the like yeah they had a room where it connects to every single room in school i guess it's a little bit of a spoiler but we do find out that the room was actually created by ida i mean it's not real spoiler it's in the same yeah it's in the same episode the room is created by ida which is really cool because then it's just like oh wow like it's like shown earlier with the graffiti and all that stuff that she she was in the school. Yeah. She left her mark here. And she was a little nerd too, but she she wanted to learn everything else, but you know the school system sucks and they didn't allow that. So, at this point like some so, some demon sneaks into the school. 
Yeah, kind of boring. Yeah, kind of whatever. Even though the demon turned out to be a bit important later. Yeah, we we do find out. Um, that's season two. But it doesn't really matter at this point. It's just kind of kind of really lucky. So pretty much, the students use the rooms to fight the demon. Use pretty much combined magic. Yeah, their whole thing is is that the people in detention they want to learn one or two tracks, and they want to combine the tracks, which shows that actually maybe the reason why the witches are so weak in this world. Is because they can't utilize more than one magic. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They're, that's why I said the, the, they're not weak; they're just nerfed. Because obviously, it shows that these kids like go from everyone else. All the top students can't do anything about this demon, but every, like they're wiping the floor with them. So then, just like as Principal Bump saw Willow, <laughs> Principal Bump sees these uh, misfits, and they're and he's like. Wow, you're really good at combining magic. I'm going to allow you to change tracks and choose whatever track that you want and combine tracks. Principal Bump is a pushover. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really showed that he actually does care about for his students. Yeah, I think... Um, he just wants to produce an army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like the strongest witches. Or he's a, he might be a magic fanatic like yeah. the rest of them. I think he puts this outer shell of like i am so strict listen to me you know what similar not similar to Ida, but similar in the way that they don't seem like they're fit for teaching but then it's really their calling yeah yeah i see what you're saying and he has this like he's really just a soft guy on the inside who who really cares about his students and he does want them to be happy he allows uh track changing and what do you know loose gets to choose every single track yeah because even though loose is able to like wants to make her own decisions and Ida wants her to make her own decisions for like 85 percent of this decisions i would say it's basically the same as what Ida would have done but it's important that she's learning it herself yes she does it yeah she's learning it herself and is um taking things at her own pace one of the cool details that i noticed which i don't know if it's because they just couldn't fit the colors on it but her uniform um doesn't have the yellow on it which is the yellow represents the uh the potion track yeah, i mean hated. she hated that track yeah it was like clearly obvious she was in that track she was like she did it for two seconds yeah and she has like adhd and she's like i gotta get out of here man yeah um so i think that's a little cool detail that she didn't have the potions track on her um and that's at literally every other track is on her uniform um i don't know if it's because they couldn't fit the colors on it but i would like to think it's because she doesn't like potions um because we don't ever see her in potions again or do that. any well i mean we don't really see her in yeah, any but class we or do, do any other magic. Yeah, but sometimes we do see her in other classes, and none of them have been potions. I will say B- because the thing I feel about her magic is very rigid. Like, uh, because they're just elements, she can't really perform more complex magic. But she can perform the thing. The thing that's cool about uh, Luce, although her magic isn't complex, the way she uses it is innovative. Well, because I also feel like she's a fighter, and potions is not really fighting. <laughs> like she can't. She's like a trapper. Yeah. She, like, sets up things ahead of time. I agree, yeah. Which is how she has to be. So continuing on to episode 15, we see uh, more of the school, and they are in photo class, which is pretty much... You could take the memories out of your head and turn them to photos. They're with Willow, and this is where we find out that Willow and Amity were actually friends as kids. Yeah, they have a bit of a history, and it goes back to the when we first meet them. There's, like, a connection between these two people. Even though it's in a not not exactly a favorable relationship, 
it's very clear that these two characters are inter- interlinked in some way. Yes. Um. So, anyways, the f- the memory prints out, and we see them as friends. And Luce is like as oh. little kids. Yeah. And Luce is like, ooh, what's that? Being nosy. Because Luce cannot keep anything to herself. Nope. She is nosy and not secretive about her being nosy. <laughs> and it, and Willow's like, mm, let's just put that in the back of our head, and uh, we're never gonna talk about that. And Luce is like, oh, come on. And so she turns the picture around and it, uh, and leaves. And then Luce is like, it won't hurt if I just turn the picture around. I I told you, right? I'm a, I'm a loose hater in this one. I feel like I'm not so much a loose hater, but she was not 100% in the right. But I'm not a hater. Anyways, let the hijinks uh, ensue. ensue. Amity walks by the classroom and sees it and is like, oh, I can't let anyone know that we were friends. She's half a witch willow. Oh let my me, god. Let me burn her memories. Yeah. Let me burn her mind. I don't know in what situation. By the way. She oh, she was only trying to burn the one picture but of course it burns It, it just spreads picture. to everything and then she becomes in like a hypnotic state. Yeah and she starts to lose her memory. Yeah she becomes so good. asthmatic. Sure. <laughs> Amnesiatic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the hell is, is the word. Is amnesiatic a word? No. <laughs> um, asthmatic is the fucking <laughs> is breathing. Asthmatic. Yeah, she um, just starts hyperventilating. <laughs> so long story short, they have to go into her mem- into her mind to fix these memories with the help of Vita. Yes, with the help of also Vita. be plot kind of bad. Yeah, anyway. whatever. Anyways, it's a it's a Gus B plot. We don't care about. It. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're Gus haters. I'm sorry. I know you guys might. Some of you guys might like us. I mean, I I could see why people like us. I can see why. I, I have no. I have no problems with like how Gus is, but he just doesn't function very well in the yeah. story. <laughs> I think he's a. I'm indifferent. I, I think he's a decent character. He's just not written in very well. Yeah. Anyways. Where I feel like Amity and Willow have a much bigger parts in the story. Yeah. So she gets into her head, and we see all these cute little memories of them. We find out the real reason why Amity is no longer friends with Willow is because, of course, just as she is forced to be in the Abomination track, her mom is like, you cannot be friends with a person who is weak because Willow was a weak uh, late bloomer. Wait, wait, you got, you got it mixed up. What? Um, Amity wasn't forced into the Abomination track. Was she not? Oh, okay. No, Willow was. Oh, okay. Well... But but that's the uh, okay. the point is that the the parents were very controlling and yes. this is the first time we actually see that and how it informs Amity's character. Yes, um, which her controlling parents pretty much is like traumatizing to Amity, which is why she she is the way she is. But then we do see her character development. We just see how how the world is functioning in Amity's mind because of her parents. Yes, and it it, it just it makes you conceptualize how she is at this point. Why is she such a person who wants to be a top student why is being a witch everything to her it's because of her controlling mother been there done that it's about prestige it's about being the best it's about being known as the best yeah for her family not for herself for her family Family. everything's for her family yeah for the blights that's her last name so then willow's like why didn't you just say something like we could have made this work or something it's because amity's biggest flaw is that she's a coward. Yeah. This big, bad, mean girl. Yeah. Biggest flaw is a coward, which makes her infinitely more interesting. Because you could see how she could take steps into becoming more reassuring of herself. And it, it does take a while. And it, it, it's not even in this season, I don't think she becomes 
the person she no. she becomes. No, definitely not. Um, it, that's what I like though. It's it's a long haul for hey. her character development. It's not something. Yeah, that this is why Emily is one of my favorite characters. Definitely one of the best written characters in the show. Yeah, it's they're they're really good with this because nothing happens. Not who do you love? In one, <laughs> um, nothing happens in one episode. Like it's definitely something that they things are set up and the seeds are planted, but it doesn't grow overnight. It takes time. Which is what leading me into the resolution of the episode where uh, Willow is like, I'm not ready to be friends with you yet, but I'm willing to keep an open mind. And you know what? I really love this because this is, even if it's a fictional world, this stems from reality. You do not just become friends. Even if you get that context, it's not going to make all those years go away go all away the, yeah because she did make fun of willow like regardless of like if it wasn't her fault that they stopped being friends willow was hurt like she still hurt willow like afterwards it's, she it, bullied at her the end and, of the day it's still traumatic yeah willow is definitely justified here and i love that it's very realistic in the fact that that willow is not automatically like oh that's why let's be friends and you know, and also amity accepts this fact she's not upset she understands that willow needs time to be her friend again even though it's kind of a quick process yeah but it's it's not Uh, as quick as it could have been (laughs) well at least they acknowledge this even though i feel like they don't exactly play it out i like that it's acknowledged in the story yes which leads us into episode 16 this is where Luce actually discovers her plant magic, interestingly oh, enough. Yeah, at the beginning yeah, of the episode, just, right? she finds it in a flower. Yeah, this is what I mean where the where at this point she it's not like taking a full episode to find new glyphs. It's just kind of like, oh, we see it in the plant. Yeah, because in the earlier episode, it's like this mind blowing thing. Like it, it it changes how she sees the world, but she doesn't need that every single time. She yeah. now knows it and applies it in her everyday life where she just finds it in a plant. Which which Makes is it, fitting yeah. because it's a it's prom episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also it's also cool because it makes it feel like like in the beginning it was so hard for her to find them. Now since she's she has the background knowledge and she had like she knows where to look, it's easier to, for for her to find it, which makes sense. And we don't need a full episode explaining everything. But anyways, as as you mentioned, it's Grom or as we like to call it, prom. But Grom is a little bit different. Demon prom. Yes. Would you like to explain what Grom is? Demon prom is where they dance. <laughs> no, there's no dancing. Oh, yeah, there. right. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> there's no dancing. There is dancing. You know what? Yeah, there is dancing, but yeah, typically like, there's no dancing. Ki- ki- kind of like messed up dancing. Like, it's cool. Anyway. So basically, yeah. Grom is a school tradition where every year an entity, basically the embodiment of fear, comes back every year to like terrorize the town. And they're looking for someone to basically defeat it. And they made it a, like a tradition for witches. Yes. And so for this Grom, uh, Amity is chosen. Amity is chosen. And Amity's like, I can't I cannot this. base my fears because she is a what? A coward. A coward. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, <laughs> I, I thought we were gay. on the same wavelength. <laughs> I was, because I was getting Hey, wait, give it like, give it like a minute. I was. <laughs> and we'll talk about it. Because I thought we were talking about the end. <laughs> So I was like, she can't no. do because she's gay. Her biggest, <laughs> her biggest character flaw is that she is a coward yes. who fears rejection. Yes. Um, so rejection then here, from her here comes Luce biting off more than she could choose for Classic the 100th Luce. Um, And Luce is like, I got this. I can do it. How hard could it be? Like, I got this. Don't worry. Throughout the episode, 
the relationship with her mother starts getting expanded because I, I don't think we really talked too much about her mother, but she has one. Yeah, she does have one. And they and they have this interesting relationship where they're actually pretty close with each other. But Luce throughout this whole time has been lying to her mother because she's not in conformity camp getting more normal. In fact, she's doing the exact opposite, finding herself, becoming a bit more weird, yeah. a bit more like like acknowledging who she is and the fact that the way she is is a valid way to live because there's a whole society like this. And this this comes up throughout this story when training for the Grom Grom's fears. Luce is like has has a bunch of these superficial fears. Talking about like some dog with like a human head. Yeah, some like internet predator, which is a real fear. <laughs> I, I mean, they, these are the, uh, superficial fears, but like yeah, it's like me saying I'm afraid of bees. It's like that's not your deepest darkest fear. That's like a fear that everyone's it's, got. <laughs> it's it's not something that's gonna like rock you, rock your soul. Yeah, which um which Grom except is. for the internet predator one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we get to Grom. She has this whole like training montage trying to like get ready for Grom. It's this is not she's not ready for Grom at all, by the way. So she gets to Grom. At first it does turn into those like weird looking dogs and the internet brother. But then like Grom like takes like a deeper look at her and is like, mm? oh, snap. You're afraid of your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Afraid of your mom. Some Freudian stuff up in this. At first it actually turns into the door, I think. Right. Uh, yeah. The link between the human realm. Yeah, which is a which is very symbolic of like what she fears uh, is choosing humans. She, which the door Spook. is a symbol symbolization of her choosing between being quote unquote normal and being who she really is. It's what makes it hard is not the choosing if she wants to be normal or not, but if she wants to be with her mother or not. Yeah, she basically has to choose between self expression and uh, being respectable to her mother. So as soon as Grom turns into her mother. She's like, oh. She's like, I can't do this. I can't do I, this. She's like, tap out, tap she, out. She taps like, out, basically. Someone switch in with me, please. I can't do this. And so she runs away. And everyone's like, uh. Oh, my she God. She just ran away. Like, <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, this is First of all, before. why are you letting teenagers hey, fight against the worst don't fear? Don't think too hard about it. Don't okay, think too hard about it. I won't think it. too hard about, hard about it. it. I guess I'm just thinking a little too hard. I'm just saying. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> if this teenager fails, yeah. everybody in the whole town is going to have their fears realized. I would send in someone a little stronger. Oh, whatever. You know, you're thinking too hard about it. It's a little kid movie. What's, Bello, what's Bellos' fear? Ooh. I would actually love to see Bellos' fear. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We never even introduced Bellos. Anyways. Bellos. Um, so, long story short, Amity chases Luce because she's like, Amity's like, okay, you know what? This is my battle, not Luce's. Luce is here because she's trying to save me. She's trying to protect me. So then they end up chase. Uh, Luce ends up chasing. Sorry, Amity ends up chasing Luce outside along with the Grom chasing Luce. Doing a little cute dance. Oh. So then. A little cute dancey. Amity's dance. like, I got this, and Luce is like, No, I need to step up to my fears. Um, but not before we see Amity's worst fear. <laughs> Honestly, this is her worst fear. She got. She got a good. I life. know. <laughs> like Luce is like. Luce is tra- like traumatic. Yeah, Amity's is like. A fear of rejection. This is what I mean. Like this is this is what I mean with Amity. She's a coward. She's yeah. afraid of things that she really shouldn't be, be afraid, afraid of. of. Yeah, which I shouldn't be talking because honestly, like, I, I, I mean, at this age, yeah, she's not afraid true. of a little rejection. We find out that Amity's fear was being rejected for asking somebody else to grom. I'm not going to say who because I'm going to talk about. They end up fighting together in this really cute little um dance battle sequence. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, dance battle is not a. 
They just they DDR on this guy, yeah. and they just. Grom take is not dancing out. back. They are dancing, and like they flow together, and like it's kind of like oh, it's, it's kind of like, like the action sequence. No, it's kind of like in Steven Universe how like they have to like dance in order to. Uh, uh the fusion. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, exactly. Where it's like they're dancing together, but also fighting at the same time. Where she's like, where Amity's using the plant magic, which she discovered at the beginning of the episode. She's Amity's using her abomination magic. They're working together to defeat this Grom, which they end up doing. And then they end up like they kill Grom and it creates this tree, which is actually the same tree that is explained a little further in the episode. Oh, you mean like in season two? Oh, like the one that. uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. OK, well, oh, that's it, so it, cool. it like symbolizes like their the relationship, basically. Oh, that, see, that's what I mean. I feel like Owl House is really good with setting things up. It's no one piece level of setting things up, but it does, you know, for a kid show, it it's pretty good at storytelling. One piece. Like, oh, shush. Um, it's pretty I'm good with them. Um, You're the one who brought it up. I know. I wish I didn't. <laughs> Luce is like, oh, Amity, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was your greatest fear. It was rejection. Because then she sees the, the half the note that Grom had ripped up that says, will you go to uh, ground with me? But then we... The audience sees the top half at the end of the episode. It's loose. It's loose. Oh, this is where we first see like where Amity starts to get feelings for loose. Kinda doesn't make sense, but it makes sense at the same time. I feel like it makes sense because it, it definitely makes sense. She's like I the whirlwind like, in her life I that changes like, yeah. how she sees. Yeah, I exactly. mean it makes sense. That's what I'm saying. And like it's it's that moment where she realizes that Luce is actually trying to like learn magic and not play witch. That she's like, wait, this girl is actually kind of cool. Yeah, like, I just think it's a bit quick. It it is a little quick. Um, but even though it, it is set up, I I believe it's set up and it makes sense for both of the characters. Like they have chemistry. Yeah. But it goes from I hate you to, I mean I guess love and hate. It's you know? not. Yeah, there's a fine line I between guess, love and hate. I guess that's, that's what true. I'm saying. Um. I feel like it is a little rushed, but it's not completely so left field. It's that not. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's one of my favorite favorite aspects of the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, their oh, their relationship. Oh my goodness, we don't get any big moments. Yeah. With them oh, in actually, there one. is a little cute moment where Lucy's like, "Oh, you were afraid of rejection. I'll take you to Grom as a friend." <laughs> Which you is could hear fun. the like her heart shattering yeah. in the background. <laughs> Just a little bit, but it is really nice of Luce to be like, "Oh, that's what you were afraid of. I'll be there for you." And after this moment, we do get a lot of, like, blushing scenes together. And there are some little cutesy moments. But for the most part, that's going to be it for the rest of the season. Is th- This is their big moment of, like, we see their spark of um, creating a relationship together. Moving on to episode 18. 18 and 19. We can um, we can kind of put these together because they were a to-be-continued episode. It was a two-parter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, we're co- coming up to the Yeah, we're coming up to ends. the end of season one, which this is where... Like this is w- the climax of the real. story. Yeah, this yeah. is when consequences start Where to play a big part much in the story. Everything that has been talked about is gonna be in this episode together. So, so episode eighteen st- starts with Lilith trying to take another capture of Ida, but fails because of Hootie. And Hootie's a real one, by the way. Yeah, Hootie's always been a real one, the greatest security system you've ever seen, and he's really funny. But enough of my love for Hootie. Luce is like. Okay, I need to fix this curse. I'm going to take it upon myself to fix this curse. Something that Ida hasn't done, even though she's been doing it for her. She's been dealing with this her whole life. So she has this really smart idea. Smart? Yeah, to, to go to the Emperor's castle 
and because, steal well, an artifact. To be fair, it was going to be easy to get into the castle because the school was going on a field trip. Yeah, if I had a uh, a trip to Washington D.C., do you think I would steal steal the? I'll just come back with the Link, Lincoln Monument Isn't that on like my the back. The whole point of like that one Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, where they steal the Declaration of Independence. I never watched it. I never either, but like I know a little bit about it. <laughs> I heard it's a good. I heard it's an okay movie. I heard it's a good movie too. So, um, but yeah, so they have. This, she has this like brilliant, well, quote unquote, brilliant idea to try to steal from the British government. Just, just super irresponsible, by the way. Yeah, just a little bit, which goes horribly wrong. Shocker, right? Is yeah, pretty shocking that it goes horribly wrong, and Lilith kind of banks on her to be like this because she is a reflection of Ida and this is kind of something Ida would do be reckless so even though there was good intentions her and Lilith get into a fight which she loses horribly yeah it's not very close yeah not at I mean all. especially when they're on the home turf of yeah especially since they're in the actual Emperor's coven like the the palace and so she gets caught and basically he sends Al- Albert to inform Ida that this is happening and that Luce is getting captured. And in this point in the series, Luce and Ida's relationship is like has grown to a point where... It's Mama Bear. Emma, yeah. Uh, she's not having it. She's like rushing. She's angry. She's about to lose it. Oh my God. The scene, literally my favorite scene is when she pulls up to the fight. Because after she finds out that um, Lilith has uh, captured Luce... She's like, where is she? And like, she is this entity of like, you are not to mess with my children right now. It is this like badass moment that she has. And then they get into a fight. Yeah, they they start. And and this is a really good. This is definitely the best fight oh, in the season. Far. By far. The by best far. Super. Like, this is basically the rematch. The yeah. rematch. It's the rematch. But, but this time it's not ending with a They're playing for joke. stakes. Yeah. This, yeah. This time it's not going to be like. Ida's not getting out of this. One of them is going to get hurt, and one of them is going to end up captured or something. Like, it's it's life or death. So, throughout this fight, Luce is, like, trapped in a bubble, and she make, makes it, she makes her way out of it. And Lilith, Being a really bad idea. Yeah, Lilith's like, are you stupid? The bubble was for your protection. <laughs> and throws Luce loof, off of the cliff. I just really want to state that. Owl House's fight scenes are really underrated. Oh, my. Just, just, I, I can't really put into words how much I really like these fight I scenes. I don't know how people are not talking about this. Because literally, that to this moment, like, one of my favorite scenes in animation. Um, well, maybe not in animation. Favorite scene in animation? Well, maybe not in animation. Oh, my God. Um, but I, oh, my God, I love it so much. I mean, I, I respect that you, you love it, that you really love it, but. Well, I'm not talking about it in Western animation. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, you're definitely right. Because, I mean, obviously... You're anime. definitely 100% right, though. Obviously, anime is If we're talking right. anime, then it's kind of But no, in Western close. animation, this is, like, one of the... Oh, no, no. This, this is... I mean, this is even good for, I would say, anime, for the most part. Yeah, um, I would Except say Except for, like, it, it doesn't reach... Would you reach, say it's A tier for anime or B tier? I would say it's B+. Plus. B+. Plus? Yeah, okay. I would say it doesn't reach those upper echelons, but, it, I mean, it's cool just to see it in, like, a different animation style. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it has its own twist. Like it, it, it I don't want to compare it too much to anime. Yeah, cause it's it, it's its own it's its own thing. Cause it's not anime, but it definitely does have some. You can. Tell I mean, it definitely they, has like yeah. the Super Saiyan type yeah. like battles where they like 
hitting each other in the sky. Like, yeah. that's very anime. But it's still, like, the, it's so, oh, so I cool. mean, she's really well done. If you don't watch Owl House at all, at least watch the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just really like the character development, and, and you just really yeah, see how much Ada really like, cares about. Not only is the action cool, but, like, everything that's behind it, like, the characters, like, yeah, fighting and everything. It really enhances the experience. Yeah. So, one of my favorite lines is, so, it's this moment of, like, Ida's like, I am so much more powerful than you. Yeah, and, and we finally get a long-weighted answer question, well, which is... which is my favorite line. Um, Lilith is like... What is she, she's like, if you were so powerful, why were you so easy to curse? And it's like... Because you don't expect it, especially during the fight right now. Because I mean, I didn't see this coming, to be honest. Yeah, because Ida's like, oh, I'm better than... Like, I'm better than you because this isn't even my best. And she's like, if you can't even beat me at my best, like, you're not better than me. And... Lilith hits you with this punchline and you're like, wait, what? And Lilith, honestly, she regrets the second. The second she said it, she regrets. Yeah, you see it in her face. She's like, ah. She's like, I I messed up. Yeah, which is which is funny because she like immediately is like, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. Like, I've been I don't I know I'm going to hurt you. Like, the whole reason why I'm trying to get you to join the coven is so I can fix this because Emperor Bellows can fix you. Her weakness as a character is her own ego. Yes. She wants to be so much better that she's willing to do whatever it takes, even though it, at the end of the day, she's a good person, so it hurts her to do so. Yeah. And so then as soon as she says Ida, that... Ida's running out of power. Yeah, and after she says that, she kind of cracks a little bit, and yeah. Ida like, loses her concentration. And, and, and the owl beast start, starts to come back. Yeah, the owl beast comes back. She's realizing <laughs> that she's running out of time. And then another another good line that I really like when she's like, Hey, kid. I'm going to be going away for a while. I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back, meaning that her, the, yeah, the, she's curse making a sacrifice. Com- the curse is coming out. You can see her transforming into the owl beast. And this is, the first time I watched this, I teared up a little bit. And she's like, take care of King for me. Don't forget to feed Hootie. And like, she's using the last of her power to save Luce. She's no, like, this is such a selfless, selfless act for Ida to do. That, which so far, Ida has always done things for herself. I think what really broke me yeah. is that earlier in the in the in the show, I mean in this episode, Ida's really talking about how Luce really improved yeah, and she's, she's like making developments. And she's and Ida's finally coming around to being her teacher. Yeah, not even just being being her teacher is like Luce has her own autonomy. Yeah. Like she she's she's here. She's she's, she's, she's well she's recognizing Luce as like a little witch. She she's very useful. Like he has a lot of utility. She's ready to take that next step. And in that face, Luce fails. Yeah. Luce makes a really big mistake. But I actually think this is a good thing for her character. Because if you want to grow up, if you want that responsibility, you have to understand that responsibility comes with failure. Yeah. You are not just gonna be able to come out on top every single time. Mm-hmm. So even though it feels like she's taking a step back, a step back, by being this immature person, by not being 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 ready, she this is how she's this is the only way she's gonna really learn. Yeah, she she needs to she needs to fall in order to rise. <laughs> yeah, and 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 what I it, it breaks me. She she's feeling defeated. She's feeling the worst she's ever felt. And then we walk into the owl house, and what do we see? We see the King with the, the big cake 
and the the sweater that Ido had. It's not for uh, a cloak. Oh, the cloak. Sorry. Because she 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 acknowledging that she's ready to take that next step as a witch, and she just breaks. Yeah. And this is the first episode where it ends in a bit of hopelessness. Yeah. Because at this point, Ida is now taken in by Lilith and the Emperor's Coven because she's she's in full owl beast form. She's not half beast. She's full beast at this point. And it just feels hopeless because Luce only knows like four tricks and she her 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 mom mentor, if you would like to call it, is gone because of her. And this star directly goes into the season finale yes. um this was a part two uh part two season season finale if you know loose she's not gonna take this sitting down no no way she does no way no way she sulks for like a second and was and's like you know what no we need to- we need an army we need some people yeah. we need to get her out yeah she contacts uh like pretty much everyone she knows which is not a lot at this point but she's like we're getting Ida out and we're getting her out now because they're gonna they call it petrification. Pretty much, they're gonna kill Ida, but um, they're yeah, gonna... but like in a children's show. Yeah, like they're, type of they're way. killing her in a PG way. Uh, so they're putting her instead in of stone. like a guillotine. Yeah, instead of a guillotine, they're just gonna turn her into stone. And then what's cool is that this is where we learn about wild witches and the history of Emperor Bellos. We see it, and we see that witches, wild witches, get like annihilated. Emperor Bellos didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he wants to actually. We learn that he wants the door. He wants... He wants the door, yeah. He wants to get into the human He not only wants the door, he forcibly wants witches to kind of conform. Yes. So he wants two things. He wants Ida to be in a coven, and he wants the door. And once Ida refuses to give him the door and refuses to be in the coven, he's like, all right, I'm not going to sit here and try to make you part of, like, something or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And then Lilith is Lilith's like, like whoa, huh? Whoa, whoa, this whoa, is whoa. not what we agreed on. Yeah, I was like. Because she loves her sister at the end like, of the day. She's like, as much as I dislike my sister, she's like, I want to kill her. <laughs> like, which is fair. So moving forward, Luce, Gus, and Willow infiltrate the Emperor's castle yet again. Or, or well, the ceremony that's taking place at the Petrification. 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 And the, and while she's beating everybody up, all these royal guards, yeah. the the best of the best, by the way, mm. none of them were Steve. That's why. Ah, oh, yes, of course. Oh, we didn't mention Steve. It's okay. We'll mention it's Steve right. next. He's more we prominent in the next episode, uh, next season. Yes. I mean, season somehow loses be- uh, beating all these, be- destroying these people. I don't even know if they use magic. I don't know if they can use magic. Yeah. <laughs> They encounter each other, Lilith and Luce. Yes. And Luce is, yo, she is Luce is ready to kill. <laughs> She's like, they they go on this big wild fight, but Lilith is not really not trying to fight. She just wants to talk. Yeah. Luce is just not having it, doing no. her best. They somehow end up in, like, the human realm again. Yeah. Which, which is really interesting. This is when we realize that the portal really just leads to this old abandoned mansion that we see in episode one yeah it's not like location specific where it's like if you open it it's like the portal in minecraft Minecraft. yeah where if you open it here and it'll open um somewhere else it's no it's always gonna be this specific uh house which is so weird because they never they haven't i feel like they're gonna mention it they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna, gonna mention it, it in no, season three. But I mean, they, one. 
the fact that loose or like no one in the human realm is like yeah there's this weird house that no one ever talks about like you think people would know no there, there's definitely some history i think it has to do with never mind <laughs> yeah you can't <laughs> never say mind no, don't say nothing anyways um so th- we find out lilith's reasoning for cursing Ida, which is kind of sad still doesn't make her in the right but still like <sighs> she basically is amity yeah she wants she curses her because there's not only amity, one well. spot left for the emperor's coven that they were trying to both get into when they were children well it's not even just that it's throughout her whole life even though Ida is the younger child she outperforms lilith at every single task yeah, and without tr- well, without visibly trying, she still does try, as we learn, but it seems like it's easier. It seems like yeah, everything comes easier. I really like that Lilith explained that Ida worked hard. She worked harder than even Lilith. Yeah, um, and then we see her curse. Yeah, b- because it's it shown that she's a little brainwashed. Yeah, just a l- Lilith is a little coming. brainwashed because she says... What would Emperor Bellos do? He would do whatever it takes. And Lilith is the type of person to be easily influenced by... He'd be easily influenced. Yeah. yeah. So she ends up tragically cursing her own sister who gives up her own spot to the Emperor's Coven. Yeah. So before she knows that that, uh, Ida was going to give up the position for Lilith... She curses uh, uh, Lilith, Lilith curses Ida. To to Lilith's credit, though, she didn't realize that it was gonna be permanent. Yeah. She thought it was just gonna be a regular little curse. Cause I don't, we didn't find out this season, but she finds yeah. Never mind. I'll, I'll explain. It, this. Uh, the owl beast in general is such an interesting like curse part of the story. Yeah. Where does it come from? Like there, there's a lot of unanswered things. I feel. With yeah, the owl beast. Which I don't know if we're going to ever get it. Cause I don't know. That's a, maybe it's like an ancient beast. Yeah, but I don't know if we're ever going to get the answers to that. Anti-magic. Because uh, as of right now, the show is, uh, it has three episodes left and it is, they're 40 minutes long. So each. it's an hour and like yeah. 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So they're very rushed for time and I feel so bad because this show could have had so much potential. But so we f- we find out the reasoning why, and it's it's you you kind of feel for Lilith because you're like, wow, she really didn't want to hurt her sister. She just wanted to get the position. Even it doesn't it doesn't excuse her actions, but you you do feel a pang of sympathy. Yeah, Luce is like, you know what? Ah, you 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 good. Yeah, you kind of good. Luce is like, all right, you can. I'll give you the side. chance. Yeah. I'll give you the chance. You better prove yourself. And then and then Bellows. Bellows walks in, and he has this aura to him it's he's scary he's menacing yeah he like walks in with that confidence yeah so with his arrival there's kind of like this shift in the air that we mean business this is this is the first villain in the story that like feels like a villain and also even though Ida is known as like the strongest switch in the aisle emperor bellos is definitely like that guy yeah He's the guy that you don't mess with. Like, Ida, you don't mess with either, but, like, you you can maybe live if you get into a fight with Ida. You're not living if you get into a fight with Bellows. If he definitely wants you gone. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, so we get this moment of, like, this. So he's just been mentioned in the background for most of the time. We've seen him a couple handful of times. 
But, like, we finally get to see him. And he's this, like, he's tall. He's menacing. He has this, like, weird mask that's, like... And, and voice. Yeah. He, he brings a presence to the room. And he makes this comment. He's like, oh, it's interesting seeing a human again. Or, so, or human, something like that, right? I don't remember. He does make a human comment. I, I did a note on that. Uh, so so they actually get into a bit of a scramble, and this is little Luce going up against the strongest person on the aisles. And Luce is actually not doing too bad. She's, which is very interesting. Her this is where we actually got to get to see her style of fighting. Where like she's her like, skill set. Yeah. Like she's a, she's she's a trapper. She's someone who like thinks a little bit of a head. Yeah, where she just is just throwing down glyphs and. Like, is using them strategically. She's not just throwing it for yeah. nothing. She's actually, like, she's thinking. She's like, all right, if I throw the ice and then I throw the the fire glyph and then boom, like, she, this, that, and the other thing. She's just using everything she learned throughout the season in this very moment. But even then, it's, it's, not, it's enough. not enough. Um. So, at the standstill, B- Emperor Bellos is basically like, give me the door. I want the door. And Luce like, gives it up. Not, well, she doesn't give it up to him. Well, I mean, she gives up. She, she gives, gives up, up the, the door, door, and it bursts into flames. She smashes flames. that thing like a guitar. Like she, she's like, uh, uh-uh, if, if you can't have it, I can't have it. Like she's like, I will give up going to that human because I don't want you in the human realm. Like I don't know what you're gonna do in there, which is scary. The thing is, loose show. Loose makes development and makes the sacrificial play. Yeah, that uh, honestly, I don't know if that decision was very mature at her or very um. She had to make that decision, and even though it, it cost her her family, her living connection, the only way that she could be go back home, she did it anyway. Following this, we go to the prefer, prefer, petrification. <laughs> On list of words that Jim cannot pronounce. Petrification <laughs> is one of them. <laughs> it's a long list of words. Very long but, list. Uh, um, yeah, so we go to the petrification. Well, Bellis is like, oh my god, I cannot believe you did that. Um, like, you'll pay for this. Yeah, you'll pay for this. So then we go to this petrification. And Ida is like, it does not seem hopeful for her. It looks like, is it? That's it. Um, she is no longer going to be here. We already had the platform ready for her to be stand there the statue because she is already halfway done with petrification but in classic like um you know children's stuff she doesn't actually get petrified shocker so what happens is lilith gives up her magic to do to do so yeah they do this like little um so there is consequence in the story where lilith is like you know what this is on me i have to share your burden so yeah, then they, uh, they literally split the curse. Um, so it still weakens her, and they both—it doesn't just weaken her. She has no more magic. Yeah, they both don't have magic anymore. And this is really big. These are the two strongest witches on the aisle, losing their magic. And Emperor Bellus is at this point is like, "You're not even worth killing." Yeah, because it's not worth it. Yeah, he. So then he you ends, will, ends you, up using her as an example. Yeah, you will be a living example. Of why you do not mess with the Everett's Coven. You will not become a wild wish or this is what will happen to you. It's fear-mongering at its finest. Yeah, well, the reason why they don't kill her um, is because the... It's a children's show. Well, not e- well yes, <laughs> it's a children's show. I know that. But they do... Uh, the crowd ends up being like right before she dies. Yeah, like, we love Ida. Yeah, they're like, they're like, wait a second. We like Ida. What's happening here? We don't want this to happen. And so they, they like, like chant to let her go. And then Bellis is like, all right. 
he has to make the decision of like i need to do something to not make myself look like the bad guy here but also to be like you people need to listen to me yeah um and he plays it really perfectly he does uh which bellos is such a good he's uh, such a good menacing character yeah um and so he he lets them go and it's it's like a weird moment it's like you sure (laughs) but they and this is uh where season one ends off yeah and at this point in the story we start to see like a lot of character development for each character in the show yes um so even in the first season like a lot of the characters are not the same as when we first met them i in the beginning i don't actually really like Luce that much in the pilot she's like the Stop hating on the pilot, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll I'll forever hate on the pilot. <laughs> a lot of pilot episodes are, you know, not that not not that great. This is true. But with this one, she she's framed as like the quirky girl, the you know. I'm not like other girls. Yeah, I'm not the other girl type of girls, which is you know, it's it's fine. It's just a little overplayed and overdone. Overplayed, overdone, kind of cringy. A little two thousand more more two thousand tens than twenty twenties. It it's falling into the Disney like I'm not like other girls puts hair behind ear type thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but as the season goes on, I agree. Uh, one of Lucy, I think, is strengths is that she's a fictional lover in a fictional world, and it's really displayed by the fact that she really loves fantasy, and she comes back back to these tropes a lot of these tropes but it beca- ends up being being subverted yeah um <laughs> yeah the, sh- the even in, like i love that already it's the first season and then we only got 19 episodes which is pretty much a full season um we've re- we've experienced a lot of character development and a lot of natural character development not rushed yeah ida becomes this heart even though she was pretty heartwarming from the beginning she really starts leaning into that Yes. Becoming a motherly figure, being able to, to She goes from the wine aunt to the mom, <laughs> to the cool mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like a lot of character development, but it it is. Uh, she embraces being a mother more like it. Yeah, and the relationship between Luce and well, a lot of the characters are are some of my favorite parts of the show. Specifically Emily yeah. and uh And Luce or Yeah. Yeah. The interactions are amazing. So great. Uh also, R.I.P. Hootie. What do you mean R.I.P. Hootie? R.I.P. Hootie. My man, my man Hootie wasn't even in any of these episodes. Oh, that's what you mean by R.I.P. Hootie. Okay. Dude, Hootie, like, come on now. Yeah, okay. I understand why, because annoying side characters no, and side they animals. they do him so well. I know they do him so well, but I, I could see, like, because it's, tr- it's a trend. Yeah, that's true. It's a trend for a reason. I love a lot of annoying <laughs> animal side characters. That's true. But no, they disrespect him so much. So uh, honestly, on the first and even the second watch, I didn't notice it. But on my third watch, I realized that every time there's a Hootie interaction, the the characters, not even the audience, the character is like, Hootie, shut up. Hootie, we don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about your story last night. Like, blah, blah, blah. like it's like, man. Yeah, it's like, I want to know what Hootie been up to. That's what I'm saying. He gets his justice. He's just a little sweetheart. Yeah, and he's like, he's like a worm. Owl worm. Yeah, a little, little bird worm. Well, we'll soon be learning about Hootsifer, but that should wrap it up for Owl House Season it 1. Runs, yeah. What a fun little adventure. Yeah, um, I'm really enjoying uh, 
this rewatch for me. Uh, I don't know about you. Nah, it, it has been very interesting. Yeah, it's really. I, cool. I mean, I've been really liking it. It's just interesting because you get to I'm see using a different setup. part of my brain. Yeah. Like usually when I watch something, I'm like a zombie. I ambiently uh, watch just, stuff. You, just, you literally just consume. Media. Yeah, I just gotta consume. Like it's fast food. No, it's like we're going to a five star restaurant. We're yeah, like, and I gotta like you we're know wine tasting here. And, and, and <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So we'll we'll be back. If you made it this far, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, thank you for uh, sticking around with us. This is our first episode and our first time doing this. Yay! Yes. And we'll be back with season two A. Yeah, season two. Well, we're splitting it into two parts. Well, no, I mean, it's or, it's originally split up into two parts, A and B. It, it is, but it, I don't think it's an officially, is it? Yeah, it's uh, like 2A two two okay. and 2B. Okay, yeah, so we'll be back with uh, the first part of season two uh, next episode, and which will consist of the first 10 episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, please consider... Coming back. Coming back, following the show. Yeah, subscribe on all platforms, maybe, who knows, I'm not going to force you. Uh, something, something, social media. <laughs> something, something, social media. Yeah, I'm not really good at this, but <laughs> hopefully oh, I get better. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining. And See you next time.